What is up, everybody? Welcome in to another edition of Cheers from the Press Box. I'm your host, Brennan Tassif, coming to you live in person from New York City, joined, as always, by my very good friend and co-host, Mr. Joe Dorville. What's up, Joe? What is going on, buddy? Enjoying these Monday night recordings. Nice little brew next to me. Yeah, you got a couple of brews. We have a surprise guest joining us that no one was probably going to hear, but Dylan (laughs) Jarbo, all the way from uh, Austin, Texas, formerly of Jacksonville, Florida, is crashing the pod. Um, we love the audience Dylan. here. Hi, everybody. Uh, two years varsity football. I know what I'm talking oh, about. Wow. Okay, <laughs> that's what I like. Where where do you go to school? He's from Florida. Where do you go to school? Uh, Creekside High School. Uh, nose tackle, 165 wow. pounds. I I, I, I wow. That's a small <laughs> nose tackle. That is a small nose tackle. <laughs> uh, I, for anybody who this is your first episode listening. Uh, that's going to be weird. Also, quick rundown of the show. <laughs> we're going to touch on all the uh, major topics going on in sports. Um, and then from there, we're going to get to the quick hits where we will quickly touch quick. on some of the tertiary topics quick. Um, we're going to forego the walk offs because we're still we're still finding our bearings. We, we need to bring these back, though, because we haven't yeah, done them. eventually. Eventually. Um, and then we will get to when the I press get, conference. When I get stirred. I know. I haven't gotten stirred lately. Remember, when we, we were just talking about this. For those of you listening, we've uh, Joe has been so kind to submit us for a uh, podcasting sports podcasting award, and now I jinxed it by saying it. But I um, <laughs> but it they is. They reached out to us. I didn't just go. They on. did reach out to us. They but reached out to us. It was very. It, it's a cool thing because it's one of those weird. Like when you were telling me what the criteria was, I was like, oh my god, we have so many walk offs. Like yeah. we would crush. And then we were talking about like, <laughs> yeah, remember when we used to do that. <laughs> Now, remember that was a consistent part of the show. We did it every week, <laughs> every week, both of us, every yeah. bang. But and now we just kind of do it when we're stirred. I kind of ran out of stories. We 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 did so much early on. I we, know. we blew our wad. We should have done it like I did one, you did one, but we did yeah. them both or once lines. a month, maybe yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, spread them out. Yeah, but. but we're gonna start this way this week, the same way we do every week, Joe. Ready to return the opening kickoff. Perfect way to kick off. Here we go. Joe's a very good producer. A lot of production in this. Um, so we are going to talk about, actually, let me check the time. Joe, do you know what time it is? Uh, I think it's 11 past. Game of the week. Game of the week. <laughs> time for the game of the week uh, this week. Uh, the game of the week, Cincinnati at San Francisco. Joe, this is this game. Cincinnati, first of all, is back. Second of all, San Francisco, Ooh. this formidable defense. What's happening? And Brock Purdy uh, looks like uh, someone brought the kryptonite because he is uh, Superman no more with losing three in a row. Joe, a couple of questions mm-hmm. for you. First of all, what happened to this vaunted San Francisco defense and this Kyle Shanahan boy genius, boy wonder offense? And as Cincinnati righted the ship. Man, I think there's a couple of things. Um, the offense for San Francisco, I mean, you got Debo out, you have Trent Williams out, but you know, everybody's dealing with injuries to a degree. And you'd you'd see you'd recognize some slippage, but 
at this point, Ayuk is kind of like their number one receiver. Debo is more of a gadget, do everything kind of guy. And you have Christian McCaffrey there. So it's not, it shouldn't be felt that much. The Trent Williams of it all, you're going to feel that a little more with a little more heat on the quarterback. But man, Brock Purdy, look, he's been an interception machine since, uh, since last week in this whole, not last week, the last three weeks with this whole skid that they've been on. So, I mean, that doesn't account for just those two missing parts. That that accounts for some of uh, some slippage in his play. He's not as on time and uh, delivering as he had been in his previous uh, winning streak. Um, and for the defense, man, I really have no answers. Uh, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> I have no answers. The only thing, like the telecast, they keep saying, and uh, Nick Bosa actually said um, there was a play last week where they blitzed. In a situation where in years past they hadn't, they would never blitz there. They got a new DC because D'Amico Ryans is in uh, Houston and they got Steve Wilkes there. And is it just the play caller? Cause all the players are still there for the most part. They lost a couple of their corners. A couple of their corners went to different places, but you still got Nick Bosa there. You brought in Hardgrave. You still got Greenlaw. You still got, um, what's homeboy? Oh man, I hate when this happens. The Frank Warner, you still got him there. Like, oh, I was like, you're you not got talking, you're not all the pieces. Warner, you? <laughs> you got all the pieces that are still there, but it's just not gelling in a similar fashion. As for Cincinnati, uh, I mean, as we kept saying week after week, they start slow, they lose early, they'll fix this as soon as Joe Burrow and this calf mends itself. Um, they're going to look like the team they looked like before. And to me, the most shocking thing in this game was how effective the run game was. They were able to run right through the teeth of the San Francisco defense, which has been their calling card. So what what are your answers for this? Oh, so Joe Burrow was finally healthy, which is a big thing. I mean, we talked about that for weeks. As long as that calf Also, was, they came off their bye, yeah. Yeah, as long as that calf was messed up. He looked like he was 100%. I, and I've been saying this for a while about the Brock Purdy situation. I don't. I think Brock Purdy is a serviceable starter. I don't think he was this guy that everyone was like, give him the MVP, give him the MVP. Like I don't. I didn't see that. A lot of his throws were off target, but because Brandon Ayuk and Debo Kittle. Samuel have that huge wingspan, they were able to like kind of make up for that. And George Kittle too. You know, is he's got like a seven foot wingspan. They were able to make up for that. And I think the I think it's all that's why I love football is because it's all interconnected. I think the fact that Trent Williams is out is putting Brock under more pressure, which is making him speed up his throws, which are already not super accurate. So it's making him less accurate. I mean, one that one pick he threw towards the end of the game was just abysmal. Like yeah. there was the one where it was like tiptoe on the sideline, the first one, and you're like, yeah. like, all right, whatever. But the second one, it was like, who are you looking at? But even with that first one, it's just bad decision making. Like yeah. you're down there in the red zone. The thing you want to do most in the red zone is protect the ball and to just throw that little flimsy, yep. nothing pass and to have that intercepted. That that's a seven point swing. And like you always say, referring to your high school coach, game can be decided on three plays. Three like, plays. That's a play. You plays. don't get any points there. And now they have a drive going the other way. Yeah, and that's. The defense thing is what I'm worried about, mainly because I took them super early in my fantasy draft <laughs> because I was like, oh, this is going to be the greatest defense known to humankind. And the Ravens are outperforming them uh, 
by quite a wide margin. I think yeah. in the DVOA, 49ers are like second or third, but the, the Ravens are head and shoulders above them. And it's, I don't know, it makes me nervous because it's not, like you said, it's not like they're missing a guy or it's not like people, are, like Fred Warner's the best linebacker in the NFL, like off-ball linebacker, hands down, no questions asked. And it's like he can't even, he he's like getting caught out of position. And you're like, what is happening? Yeah. So I'm not sure if it's a combination of things like the offense isn't playing well and the defense is getting frustrated. So they're trying to overcommit and like, you know, over pursue and like try to make big plays out of nothing. And I don't know if that's what's happening or if maybe, Hey, it's just it's the NFL. Everyone's going to lose two or three games. You know, most teams are going to lose five or six games. So this is just what happens. I'm not sure. Well, I think, <clears throat> I think though, uh, in like most defenses, it starts from the line out and they're getting sacks, but it's about when they're getting sacks and are they getting consistent pressure? And is that alleviating, uh, making easier reads for your corners, your safety, your linebackers? And I feel like the pressure isn't consistent from the front right now. And I don't know if that's teams just figuring out how to scheme against them or, you know, a dip in performance from some of their top tier players. But it's going to be interesting to see because, I mean, these guys went from, you know, one, two in the, the NFC to now they're third behind Philly and the Cowboys. So that's going to be interesting. And yeah. they smoked the Cowboys just a couple weeks ago. Yeah, that was weird. That's why I love the NFL, but that's also why. I mean, I, we've talked about it a million times before, but there are no, like when people go like, oh, this team is garbage. It's like, yeah, well, they're all professional at, they were all the best people at their college. Like they're yes, not that Give bad. it a while. You will be humbled by a loss to the Jets. Yep. Or you'll be the Chiefs and you'll lose to the Colts. Or, 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 or to the fucking Broncos. <laughs> yeah. Or to the Broncos. Like they did. I was talking about the game last week. Yeah. Yeah. But last year. But yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Um, all right. Speaking of. Baltimore, Arizona. Sorry, I, w- I I got ahead of myself on the rundown, and I was like, "Oh, speaking of Kansas City at Denver," but that's that's after this one. So we're gonna talk Baltimore at Arizona. Um, so Arizona with Josh Dobbs. Apparently, Kyler Murray. Do I have this right? He was cleared to play, but decided not to. He's cleared to play, but they. I think they're making the decision not to. Are play they trading him? him or not? I don't know. I think that's why they have made the decision not to play him. And I wrote this rundown before today. Uh, I wrote this rundown early today. And then news broke later that I think his name is Nick Toon, which yeah. is, look, as a kid of the 90s and early 2000s, love some Nick Toons. But um, Nick Toon. he is going to be the starter. The rookie Nick Toon is said to be the starter. They're going to sit Dobbs. Um, and I thought it would have been Kyler, but. I don't know if that's because of potential trade this season or save him to trade him next year. So, Okay, so, yes, uh, Baltimore beats Arizona. Um, this score is going to be a lot closer than this game was, 31-24. Baltimore was up t- uh, 21-7 to going into the fourth quarter. Um, Arizona made a couple of plays, uh, ended up scoring 17 in the fourth. Josh Dobbs was 25 of 37 with two touchdowns, but he also had two picks. Uh, that's not what's important. Uh, what I want to talk about, though, is the Ravens, which is your account, Joe. Uh, Lamar Jackson is your guy. Uh, so do you believe in this Ravens team or do you think that this is like uh, going to be another fluky up and down kind of? They look good when they look good, but then when they look bad, it's Lamar trying to be Superman kind of year. 
Um, I think they are going to, I think they are good and they will be good as long as they stick to the script and stick to the game plan. Um, their defense has been way better than I think anyone really anticipated going into this season. That Roquan uh, Smith trade from last year. I was going to say, was, acquiring Roquan has really changed the complete it's outlook. Literally, of this like, team. I think nobody knows. Like, it changed the trajectory of that team. They it, were 18th ranked defense last year. They are number one right now in the NFL. Patrick Queen was a joke, was a punchline. Like for the entirety of his career since he got into the league and Rokon getting there has alleviated him and allowed him to fill in at different spots and not be the constant uh, target of a lot of uh, offenses. They can't just key off on him because he has Rokon there to help him out in that. The uh, Levante David Derek White thing in Tampa. Exactly. Exactly. Well, that is the perfect I didn't perfect even have to Google that. I pulled up Google <laughs> and then I just, Dylan can attest. I pulled it up but, and then um, just said it. But yeah, so as long as the offense just, uh, you know, stays on time, stays, uh, within themselves of Lamar, like you said, doesn't go into Superman mode, which don't really have to. I mean, they ran the ball pretty effectively on them. They got a lot of short field position because of the two interceptions. Um, that's pertaining to this game only, but throughout the season, I mean, we saw last week when they played Detroit, they, if they need that game out of Lamar, he will provide that game. Um, Zay Flowers and Mark Andrews, Mr. Consistent at this point. Odell Beckham is kind of like the one thing like, hey, we we loved that move early because it was like, okay, you're giving Lamar at least a marquee name as far as receiving talent. Four targets, not, didn't get a cut, didn't get a couldn't catch. Couldn't get a catch, yeah. But he is, the thing is, and I don't think he's going to love it, obviously, but he still attracts the defense. So it's like, He's like the super decoy out there in a sense. He opens yeah. up the field. He in still a gets way. that respect. Yeah, I was say he still gets that respect. So he opens up the field in a manner that teams have to respect it, and it allows for Mark Andrews to get single covered by a linebacker or a safety. It allows Zay Flowers, the rookie, you know, to eat where he may, and it allows for lighter boxes. The Ravens aren't going to get the lightest of boxes, anyways. But you got to respect. Uh, the receivers they have now. So you got to put some focus over there. So they're going to get easier running lanes. So I think this team is the team that I thought they were going to be going into the season. I think I had them like top three or top four in my uh, preseason ranking. So I think that's what they're going to be. As far as Arizona, I mean, we both had them dead last Mm -hmm. going into the season. And I thought Josh Dobbs, I mean, this game wasn't the best of his games, but I thought he's been very good for them so far. So it was really weird when, uh, well, let me ask you, Josh Dobbs or uh, Gardner Minshew? Jonathan Ginn. Uh, I, I think Minshew's had more uh, reps, and I think he's better. Because he was also okay. a starter, a, a yeah. legit starter at one point. Yeah, okay. Well, because that's the thing is, like, to be honest with you, I love nobody loves Gardner more than I do, but I was just... We know. <laughs> I was definitely in a situation where I don't watch a lot of Cardinals games, but when I do, I'm like... I think Cleveland sold low on Josh Dot. Like this guy can play, um, and that's the thing. And then you know you see that uh, obviously not including last week where Gardner was kind of lighting it up, but like he had struggled. And I was like, I don't know if I think I might take Josh Dobbs over Gardner. And I bring I that mean, up it, because they're both like serviceable quarterbacks who are in because the starters are injured. And I didn't know. Kind I'd of say in a better go. position, like um, when it was James Connors back there in the backfield with him. He looked a lot more yeah. effective and efficient. The, the running back situation has been in flux since Connor went on the IR. 
And that's where we've seen dips in his performances. But he's still good enough, is my thing. If they yeah. had ta- more talent, I mean, but they're trying to lose at the end of the day. And he, well, I want to throw funny this thing in is, he they might be benching him because he gives them too much opportunity to win. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I was going to bring up. I was going to throw this in there. Um, as an if you if you were if you can empathize with the situation as an Arizona fan as a Cardinals fan, you guys get. Rosen and that doesn't work out. You get Kyler with the number one pick the next like it was the very next year, wasn't it? It was the next year, yeah. And now it looks like that's not gonna work out after you paid them all this money. And now they're tanking again for another quarter. Like eventually, I mean, I don't know what else you do, but eventually it's just kind of like, are we just gonna keep going back to this well? Eventually what you do, and I can't remember if they did it, but you fire the GM. Is Steve Kime still the GM there? Because he had survived like a couple different regimes. Um and he is to me, he was always the problem. Offensively, when they had Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler, he spent, what, like three different draft picks following uh, getting Kyler? Monty Austin Fort. Okay. Oh, so he, they, was, he was named in 2023. Okay, so they just got a new GM. So, yeah, the new GM wants to bring in, I mean, he brought in his own coach. Yeah. And now he wants but, his own quarterback. I just want to say this for the record and to be on record, which is why I love doing the shows, because I can always tell people I had I, I had that. Um, Trust me, I use it all the time. <laughs> you do not. You do not have to tank a season for a 50-50 proposition at quarterback that no. might work out. Look at the Detroit Lions. Look at the Vikings. As much shit as we talk about Kirk Cousins before say- he tore his Achilles, he looked great. I'd say don't even mention those teams because those teams didn't draft their quarterback on the 50-50 proposition. They went and got guys. Look at the Eagles. No, but that's what I'm Jaylen saying. Jalen was a second-round pick. Look at look at the Cowboys. Dak was that's, a fourth-round pick. Round pick. Look yeah. at San Fran. Brock Purdy, mystery relevant. Like, well, there's guys and later. Look at Will Levis. He was, what, second, third round? Second like, round, yeah. He had a hell but, of a day. But that's what I'm saying is like the point I'm making is that you don't have to try to build it through the draft. You don't oh. have to do that. And even if you do try to build it through the draft, it doesn't have to be the first fucking pick. Yeah, exactly. My thing is I, I, we're saying the same thing, just different modes of getting to yeah. it. Like, I think I honestly think you should draft because it just the window of I would say the window of a lower contract is wider, whereas Kirk Cousins got to Minnesota. And I think that's actually to the detriment of all their growth because he got there. He was on a guaranteed contract. He re-signed for another guaranteed contract, locking them into that and not being able to build the defense in a way that would have made the defense formidable. Um, Jared Goff, I mean, he got there with a more flexible contract and they have so much draft capital from moving other things that they've been able to create a very good team around him. But I don't think he's going to be the guy to get them to the next level. Honestly, when we get down to it, he threw a pick six today. That was like, God damn, dude. I know <laughs> that guy, but I, I think we're both saying the same thing is like, you don't have to keep tanking seasons. Yeah, You don't have to try to get the number one. Like Justin yeah. Herbert wasn't the number one pick Tua wasn't the number one. Like, CJ Stroud wasn't the number, the one, number pick. one pick. Like there's so many guys that are available that you don't Trevor have to Lawrence, put your chips oh, wait, into Trevor that Lawrence basket. Number one pick. Trevor Lawrence was the number one pick. <laughs> yeah, he was. Patrick Mahomes, best example, not the number one pick. I say this all the time, and I know I've, I've told you this a million times. When Kansas City traded up to get him, I remember watching the draft, and I loved the draft. And I was watching the draft, and I was like, 
Who Pat, who's Patrick Mahomes? Man, I had no clue. I, I you think I watched the fucking Red Raiders? I, Texas, I don't watch Tech. Texas Tech. Like all their games are video game numbers. Like they're they're not real it's teams. So stupid. <laughs> God, remember that? And then not he was this sitting. Michael Crabtree that I watched the Texas Tech. And then Tech. he was sitting, and I was like, Oh, yeah. they're not even gonna start him. He's gotta suck. No, I mean, look, I'd say uh I don't have this on the rundown, but should should teams go back to sitting quarterbacks? Like Will Levis sat for you know six seven games, and then he finally gets his game his start yesterday, and he looks tremendous. He looked terrible in the preseason. He gets time to look and see the game, and then he has four touchdowns. He in that game alone, he had more touchdowns than Tannehill had all season. I think. <laughs> I think to be honest with you, I think. You, in the words of Dennis Green, they are who we thought they were. I think the guys who are the guys are the guys, whether you sit them or whether you start them. I think they grow into it, but I think it has so many factors: the coaching, the environment, the the offense itself. Like, there's so many things that go into it. Like we saw it with Trevor Lawrence and Dylan and I are Jags fans, so we saw it firsthand. Where Urban Meyer, we're like, what Tried the to fuck ruin are you doing? <laughs> we're like, this guy sucks. Like. Urban was literally running him into the ground. And then we get Dougie Fresh. Thank you to your Philadelphia Eagles for firing him. No problem. We bring in Dougie Fresh. And now it's like, oh, we've got a fucking guy, dude. So I think that has everything to do with it. It is twofold, though, because I can hold up one game of Will Levis, but uh, Jordan Love doesn't look pretty. I was going to bring him right now. (laughs) And he's had for three years. Yeah. All right. We got to move on. All right. Now, speaking of Kansas City and Denver, Kansas City losing in mile high to the Denver Broncos out of the hundred. I saw the stat of I think it was out of the hundred and eight games that Patrick Mahomes has started and finished. This was a hundred and eighth as far as offensive rating. Uh, What was it? Nine. What was the final score? Nine to nine to twenty four. Yeah, it's uh, it was bad. Travis Kelsey did not have a day, thank God, because I played against him in fantasy. Uh, so I wish he had this day last week when I did play him in fantasy. Yeah, so <laughs> here are the numbers. Patrick Mahomes, 38 attempts, 24 completions, two picks, no touchdowns. Like I said, his worst performance of his entire career. Uh, Russell Wilson, uh, so two, two questions, um, and then we'll get into this. Uh, do you think there's any sort of world where Denver can turn this whole ship around with Russell's performance? I mean, 12 of 19, two touchdowns, no picks. Three and touchdowns. then also three, three touchdowns. I missed <clears throat> three that. Touchdowns. Jesus yeah. Christ. Um, and then also, I know what you wrote. You wrote, do you think Kansas city needed the super bowl? I don't want to ask that. I, what I want to ask you is, mm-hmm. is this lack of weaponry? Is this Tom Brady treatment of Patrick Mahomes where he'll figure it out? Is that coming back? and finally biting Kansas City. Uh, I'll start with that one first. The chickens, yes, the chickens are coming home to roost. Uh, Patrick Mahomes has made uh, chicken soup out of chicken shit for for a whole season last year. He got to the Super Bowl with Juju Smith-Schuster really as his number one receiving talent outside of Travis Kelsey being in the tight end position. Um, <clears throat> I think their running game, they should probably rely on it a little more because – they do run effectively, and that's something that Andy Reid always has to like remember into a season. Trust me, I yeah. know after several seasons of having took him, this guy my, super early, <laughs> like uh, so they have to. Oh, wait, Pacheco's the, the starter now. It's not even Clyde yeah, Edwards. It's not even Clyde Edwards. Yeah, it's Pacheco. That's what I'm saying. Like, and Pacheco runs aggressive and 
forceful. And I mean, he had eight carries, 40 yards. I don't know the breakdown real quick with the math, but he's getting over four yards of carry at, at least in that game. Um, and they just abandoned Five. it early. Five yards of carry. They abandoned it super early, unnecessarily. <clears throat> so I think they need to focus on that. And yeah, no, the weaponry is going to cause them. This is not a team that I will be scared of if I saw in the final, in the Super Bowl this year as an Eagle fan. Um, Travis Kelsey, you know, try to neutralize him to some degree. We have safeties that I think could slow him down, not stop him because you can't really stop him. But as far as the outside guys, they don't have the people. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster was apparently that big of a difference maker last year where I was afraid of him. Tony had one good game last year, and he had the Super Bowl. That was it. And this year, he looks garbage. Sky Moore doesn't look like who uh, they sold us he was going to be. So, yeah, remember coming into training camp, they were like, this this is going to be the guy. They were super high on it. And, and defensively, I think Nick Bolton got hurt last week, and he's going to miss a couple games. So it changes what they can do defensively. As far as... Uh, um, Denver, I was really hoping they lost this game, actually, because there was rumors of a fire cell, and I wanted maybe Patrick Sertan or maybe the I other corner. Um, and we don't need receivers over here. Um, Neither do but we. Yeah. But, <laughs> but um, I, think they're going to, I think they're going to try to double down and see what they can salvage out of this season. Um, Russell, for quite as kept and how bad they have been, hasn't been bad like he was last year. He doesn't have spectacular numbers, but his turnovers are considerably down than they were last year. He did have one fumble in this game, um, but the interception have been mitigated. They've put him in better positions. They've established the run game. They've been consistent with the run game with their three-headed attack. So that that is interesting. Um, Sean Payton's this was the game they had had good games offensively. Like even in that Miami game, they put up like I think twenty plus points. This was the first time the defense showed up and everybody showed up together. This was the first time they yeah. clicked on all three phases of the game, and it was against a division opponent. And I think the last time Denver beat Kansas City was when Peyton Manning was the quarterback. So, yeah, it's been a few years. I think um, it's interesting because. We just referenced this earlier in the episode, but like there are, it's like Jerry Judy was the formidable number one wide receiver of that class. Like he was the alpha in that room with all those other guys, um, Jamar Chase and all those guys at Alabama. Like, or no, this was before then. This was, God, what was that? Oh, so class? Jamar Chase's LSU, buddy. <clears throat> Who was in Devontae that? Devontae Smith. Um, yeah. Probably Devontae. And rugs, rugs, and, and T, was T Higgins there? No, T Higgins rugs. is Clemson. Um, but I just heard Todd Mache talking about this. That's why I was Jameson Williams. He was the alpha, and then, there's a lot of clusters in there. He has, um, and then he's six targets, but only two receptions for fifty yards. But I, like Cortland Sutton was a huge, he was a huge get for them. Like that's the point I'm trying to make is like when all this stuff is clicking. Russell Wilson, let's not forget, is, has won a Super Bowl. Like he's not. I don't think he's the same Russell Wilson, but he's not. He's not. He's not fucking teabag over in Chicago. Like this dude's done shit. Um, <laughs> that's his nickname. Is that his name? <laughs> so oh, like, and we say it all the time. I say it all Tyson the time. Like, the, Tyson Badgett. Tyson Badgett. This is the NFL. Everyone gets paid <laughs> to play. Like, let's go. Strap it on. Plus, it's a division game. We saw it with Jacksonville and Houston this year. Like the division games are always weird. <laughs> 
I'll talk about a division game later on in this episode. Oh yeah, God. Um, but yeah, it's um, yeah. Your division game was super. I don't know. You, guys, you were <laughs> losing that most of the game. <laughs> I'll get to it. Um, but yeah, so I, I I'm with you. I think Kansas City relied too heavily on what Patrick Mahomes could do, and I think they're in trouble with that. Also, this whole abandoning the run thing. Isaiah Pacheco, I saw a cool thing where he uh, every he like reminds himself before every game that he was such a late round pick. Yeah, seventh like, round pick. Yeah, he he every day before he goes out there, he doesn't listen to any of the hype. I gotta say, like, I feel like that gets played out, man. Uh, I don't know. Gotta, I, in 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 this sense, I'm not saying played out for him doing it. Yeah, I think it's played out in how it's relayed to the public because there's 17 games a season now, and that comes up in every damn broadcast. Because you know who also annoys me with that. And Ew. it's not the person, it's the broadcaster. Yeah. Fucking uh Raheem Mostert. Oh, he got cut by six teams before oh, yeah. San Francisco finally gave him a chance. And he looks at it every game before in his note. I'm like, all right, I heard it in the Super Bowl when he won the Super Bowl. <laughs> I heard it when he got to Miami. I heard it now he's in year two of my like we're gonna keep going back to the same little talking point. Like, Jesus. Well, I think it's interesting you say that because I think you're right. It does get played out on the broadcast, but I know for a fact that's something that does happen. I've oh, been I've been in locker rooms with guys where they them. had a I mean, list of every college that didn't offer them a scholarship and stuff. I mean, uh, Golden Boy himself, Tom Brady. I mean, he had a, a he knows he could tell you like, every off the top of his head everybody exactly. Him. So it's like, no, I understand for the player it means something. It's like the broadcast group just do a little more. Like you go and meet with the people all the time. Yeah. Just, just ask Don't another just question. Just repeat something we've heard on seven like, other broadcasts. I heard this ten times. <laughs> oh man, he runs angry though. He does. One more round. Yeah. All right. Now we're going to get into one more round where we will get one minute. I'm going to bring in guest correspondent Dylan Jarbo because ah. he watched this entire game. Jacksonville, Pittsburgh. Start the clock. Give us your breakdown, Dylan. Hey, great breakdown. I'd like to say I didn't know how many adopted Jacksonville fans are in New York City. That was great to see. A lot of didn't know what city was where, what street was where, but also ETN, go get that shit, big boy. Hit it. Hit it. Catch that ball like you're going to get it. Also, I went to high school with Darius Williams. He had a great pass breakup. Uh, We played together. I was a 165-pound nose tackle. Uh, I don't know if you guys caught that at the beginning. Uh, I was the nose tackle. He didn't get a fucking single look from a college. No one came around, but he still is in the NFL. Chase your dreams, kids. Figure it out. Find out what you want to do. At the end of the day, we played good defense. We fucked around a lot. I'm glad they grabbed that fucking towel from those people over there. That was fun, too. But work on the offense. Trevor, play in the rain a little bit more. Cut the hair, maybe. That'll change. But at the end of the day, we played We played hard. We played well. I knew we were going to win the whole time. We did it. Yeah, did it. I, I was also thinking the rain is like his Achilles heel, man, because I remember yeah. last year that game against the Eagles in the rain. He looked, he, he had like what, four fumbles or something like that? It was insane. Uh, yeah, I think it was, what was it, one pick and three fumbles or something like that? Yeah, th- th- that game was a mess, though. Like to win that game, it's, it's a hats off to you guys because. Dude, that pick in the end zone to like start the game, I was like, 
what like I don't even know what he saw. That I was like, game, where are you going? That game was a classic, a classic Mike Tomlin witchcraft yeah. palooza. We like, should have lost that game, and the fact the that we rain, won is, the way their defense was yep. playing, like it, it, it was built for Pittsburgh to win, and you guys pulled it off. That mm. you know, hats off to you guys. Appreciate it. You guys have their number. There's a couple teams. You guys have their number. The Bills. You have their number in Pittsburgh, dating back to the Blake Bortles uh, I, playoff Jacksonville. game. Saxonville, 2017. Yeah. I'll never forget it, man. We beat them in the regular, or they barely beat us in the regular season by like one point. And when we played them in the playoffs, I was like, they're going to beat us again. And we came through and fucking won. Yeah. Crazy. Leonard Fournette. That guy, huh? All right. One more round. All right. Philadelphia versus Washington. I, I hate playing them. Um, <laughs> they have our number. I, I texted Kyle yesterday, our buddy who's also an Eagles fan. I said, every time we play this team, it's like Murphy's Law. Anything that can go wrong will go wrong. Um, I feel like we have our most turnovers against this team, and it's always the most inexplicable turnovers. Like last year, uh, in the Monday night game when we lost to them, there was like a deep pass to, uh, Zach Pasqua, I think it was, and he, he's going to score a touchdown. And then he gets like tackled from behind, ball goes loose, it's on the ground, and that negates another touchdown. The tush push, we've been so prolific at it. And yesterday is the one day Jalen runs into the back of the guard and hits him in the ass, and the ball's on the ground. Uh, <clears throat> Kenneth Gainwell, don't know why we're running Kenneth Gainwell in the goddamn red zone when you got DeAndre Swift, but then he has a random fumble. It was so bizarre, but we pulled it out. The offense looked good. We moved the ball up and down the field. The defense did their part. Uh, wish they were a little more solid, but you know. Win is a win. Best team in the NFL. 7-1. How about that? <laughs> oh, well. One more round. Doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning. All right, Cleveland at Seattle. Here we go. Uh, not a whole lot to say about this game. Uh, P.J. Walker got the start. Uh, our man, uh, Deshaun, is still out. Not our man. Um, yeah, that's right. Your man. I'm sorry. That's, that's <laughs> not my man. <laughs> um, so I watched this via Red Zone, and so I just saw a lot of the highlights. Amari Cooper looked like he was back. Um, PJ Walker, I want to talk about this. In some spurts, looks like he's fantastic, and then in others, looks like he's not supposed to be out on that field. Um, Seattle, I want to focus on this a little bit more. Geno Smith, uh, 254 yards, two touchdowns, and uh, two picks. But they look like they're coming back into form against that Cleveland Browns defense, which is another top rank. Them in Baltimore, like the top two defenses in the NFL. And Kenneth Walker still got 66 yards, averaging 8.3 yards a carry. Uh, Charbonnet had 10.6 yards per carry. So they're, Seattle looks like the Seattle from last year that we all thought would either regress or keep moving forward. So I'm I'm happy for them. Really torn on this Cleveland thing because they put together a really hell of a team on defense. They got some really good skill guys, uh, but they just the quarterback's With the most important the piece. Yeah. One more round. All right, Brandon. Uh, last second decision here. I'm making a pivot on the final game. Uh, all I really had for the final game, which was Minnesota Green Bay that's on the rundown, was uh, Kirk Cousins is hurt. It's super unfortunate. My fantasy team is obliterated by this, but I will talk about a game that was a little more fun to watch. Um, 
Atlanta versus Tennessee. Will Levis, wow. like I said, he had the four touchdowns. But that's not even what I want to key in on. Desmond Ritter sucks so much. He sucks so much, Brennan. You know what they did? They benched him. They called the Green Lizard. Taylor Heineke came in the game, gave them a spark, did the thing that he always does, makes the game a little livelier, a little funner to watch, a little more enjoyable. Honestly, they were going for a potential game-winning drive on a fourth and one. I think it was on their side of the field, if I don't, uh, if I misremember. And he delivered a ball into the hands of whoever number 15 is. It's not one of their marquee guys. And this guy, the ball went right through his goddamn hands, and he dropped it. And he he took away a classic green lizard game from us it was very upsetting but uh tennessee looked formidable uh derrick henry ran the ball super effectively again will levis had a hell of a day deandre hopkins renaissance van jefferson it was van jefferson oh of course it was van jefferson who can't catch a goddamn thing that's why you traded out of los angeles jesus christ tillen just goes he's got a rams jersey on (laughs) Oh, okay. he just got there like a week and a half ago, a day and a half ago. This guy stinks. Hey, you Jesus. don't need to learn the playbook to catch a ball. <sighs> okay. All right. All righty. Van Jefferson. I, I didn't know. You could have you could have left him anonymous. I could have. But you know how it works here. You say a number. I'm looking it up. All right. <laughs> Moving on to the NCAA. Do you want to set a timer for the segment, or do you just want to keep... Um... Okay, for the upsets, I'll put two minutes on the clock. All right. right. And then we'll get to everyone's favorite game. Who's in? Who's out? Who's up? Who's down? But, Joe, take us to the upsets. All right. For the upsets, uh, getting it down here. Okay. So, for the first upset, uh, where was it? Where is it? Kansas beats Oklahoma. Nothing makes me a little happier then when Oklahoma loses the game. I don't know why. I think I just hated the way Sam Bradford looked in his jersey at all times. And I have forever since rooted against Oklahoma. Um, I think that's really the... Oh, no. Arizona beat Oregon State. You can tell I don't watch college football anymore since Miami lost their two games. Yep. Arizona beat Oregon State. That's a that's a news to me. Oh, Georgia Tech beat North Carolina. Georgia Tech, North Carolina. Two teams that beat University of Miami. They played a game... 46 from Georgia Tech. No one would have ever expected that a couple years ago when they ran the triple option. Did you see? Did you see how they scored it? It was they didn't score any in the first quarter. 24. Yeah, I see that. 24, 0, 22. Yeah, that's wild. That's nuts. Um, Mac Brown losing the games that we're accustomed to him losing. Uh, again, not an upset, but Colorado taking another L. One of Dion's kids got uh, taken out of the game for apparently targeting. Um, and USC in a nail biter, forty nine to fifty, just edging out uh, of win there over Cal Berkeley. Um, I wanted to bring this up real quick for the upsets. Uh, it's not an upset technically based on where they were ranked, but. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult to go in and beat Utah in Utah. They don't lose in Utah. And Oregon put it on them 35 to 6. So Oregon, I think, is for real this year. Well, the the question is, did Cam Rising play? And will he ever play? And does anybody know what he looks like at this point? (laughs) Uh, Um, No, he did not play. Not an upset, but I just want to shout out James Madison. 8-0, can't play in the bowl. Well, can't. 
play. Well, can they play in a bowl game or is it just postseason altogether? It's postseason altogether. Wow. So, so they no can't bowl play games. in the bowl game at all. But they uh, they played Old Dominion. They beat them thirty to twenty seven to continue. I do I do like the fact streak. that they're still allowed to be ranked. I do like that that they're allowed to be ranked, but because that gives you a lot of pride in your what, school. What's the point of not allowing them to play in the? As, as someone who went to a Final Four university, it gives you a lot of pride when you can basketball. Be ranked. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> no, for bad. I don't know if you watched the NCAA tournament last year. Oh, I did. I did. <laughs> Florida Atlantic University. My team also. Went to uh, Final Four. Now, it wasn't this university I attended, but it's the university I root for. So, What's your upset? Uh, Texas A&M. Texas A&M, uh, Old Miss. I think uh, Jimbo Fisher's on the hook. And living in Texas, he's got a lot of work to go. He's the highest paid teacher Oh, my gosh. Texas yeah, right he's now, the highest paid employee. Yeah. And uh, I dated a girl who worked at a Chick-fil-A in t- Tallahassee when he was at FSU. He was a real asshole to her. But I really, oh, wow. I think they're going to pull it off. I, I would go Texas A&M over Ole Miss. As an upset. Oh, you got that coming next week. That's this coming week, yeah. Oh, wow. Wow, you got them beating the lane train. Okay, all right. We'll keep our eyes on that. You know, we stopped right. gambling We're or anything, it. but we'll, we'll keep pay attention on that one. Um, like if Texas right, A&M time for everyone's win, favorite game in America. Miami look a little better. Uh, who's up? Who's down? Who's in? Who's out? Brennan, which one do you want first? I think we're going to go who's in, who's out. Who's in, who's out? Uh, daily staple. Who's in Kansas after beating Oklahoma in that huge upset? Why, meanwhile, why uh, can anybody answer me? The kids took down the uh, the goalposts, but then they went and tossed it in a lake. And what was... Mm, college what was, kids are stupid. What was the thinking there, guys? What are you doing? Um, and then, I'm in my uh, mid-30s now, Joe. I think anything college kids do are, is so stupid. <laughs> uh, and state mate, uh, Kansas State is also now ranked. Uh, both teams are 6-2. and two. Who's out? Uh, North Carolina and Duke, also state mates. Look Duke at that. Duke is huh? out? Duke is out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They lost to... Um, they lost to number 18, Louisville. They lost to Louisville. I know, but they almost beat Notre Dame. Like, come on. Yeah, almost doesn't get you anything, though. <laughs> so that, that that Now they have two losses, and they're out of here. Uh, as well as North Carolina. North Carolina suffered back-to-back wait, wait, wait. They, they have two losses. That doesn't mean they should be out. There's plenty of two-loss teams. They were in low. Come on, dude. Come on. I, know. Who, I don't know why I'm who arguing wants for Duke. Duke football? Like, like, I know. As Dominique said, who wants Duke football anywhere around? I know. Here, huh? As for, as friend of the show, Fox. Friend of the show, Foxworth. So. Um, who's up? Who's down? I'm gonna start with who's down because we got a couple notable ones. Oklahoma down four points uh, from six to ten. We got Oregon State after their upset down five spots from eleven to sixteen, and Utah, as Brennan said, after they got the hurt put on them by Oregon, they fell five spots from thirteen to eighteen. Now who's up? Oregon's up at number two. Um, Louisville jumped up to 15. UCLA jumped to 20. Those are your biggest movers and shakers. Uh, the top six, as it stands right now, your top five is unmoved. Uh, we still got Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Florida State, Washington, and now Oregon has jumped in at the number six spot. So that is who's up, who's down, who's in, and who's out. All right. Last thing in the kickoff is we're going to talk about NBA week one recap. Yeah. 
You know, some things that happened in the NBA this week. You know, uh, there were some big acquisitions and whatnot. People moved around. I just want to, real quick, a couple of shockers. Uh, my uh, Orlando Magic are 2-0 and are currently, as we record this, up on the Los Angeles Lakers. Are they up? Oh, my gosh. I'm going to get so much hell in my group chat. Yeah, and then um, also the Boston Celtics started 3-0, and Kristaps Porzingis looks like the most difficult person to defend in the entire world, and I believe I had that. Kristaps looked good. Kristaps looks good. Uh, Cole Anthony, three no, for eight with six points. Yes, thank goodness. Um, what do you have for this Dame so Lillard, Dame Lillard uh, in his first game with the Bucks went off for 39 points. Looked fantastic. Yeah, everyone might have been right now, about that offense. <laughs> now, in his second game, he only scored about six points, but we're not going to talk about that because he's technically a co-owner of my company. Um and the Denver Nuggets have started off uh, 4-0, beating the Lakers on uh, opening night, getting their rings, bling, bling. Um, and we're they didn't six just beat the Lakers. They housed the Lakers. We're 6-0 and against the Lakers in our last six matchups, so you could suck that, Ray. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, the Warriors look good, as you know they probably should. The Suns have had people in and out of the lineup already. I don't yeah, know what do we, how that's We texted about this. What do we think about this Bradley Beal situation? I I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> the season early. starts and his back's hurt, so I'm like, I haven't seen you guys play an actual game together. Uh, Wemby. Wemby has had his uh, NBA regular season debut. Um, he's looked, you know – there's been flashes of what he can be. Uh, he's an extraterrestrial out there. It's very odd to see a seven foot five guy dribbling and shaking people up and throwing the ball on their legs. It's uh, it's, yeah, it's startling weird. at times. Um, Oklahoma City yeah. three and one. No one saw that Oklahoma coming. Three Except and us. One. Uh, they got blown out by the Nuggets the other day. So just throw that out there. <laughs> um, as far as the rookies, I think Brandon Miller probably is playing the best. The two Thompson brothers haven't really done anything notable as of yet. Scoot Henderson also hasn't done much in Portland. I think that's why. Can we talk they about that for a quick second? I think that's why they didn't make that trade with the Heat to get Tyler Hero because then it just muddies the amount of guards you have there. So, but yeah, go. What do you want to talk about? Well, just the Scoot Henderson situation. He was. Everyone was like, oh, he's he is him. He's like a Jimmy Butler kind of situation where they're like, he fucking commands the floor. He runs the locker room, yada, yada, yada. And all that's well and good. But everyone was like, oh, you take Scoot Henderson number two. You have to take Scoot Henderson number two. Brandon Miller's been the better player. Well, it, just it's, on a basketball uh, sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's all about how you're trying to build and. I feel like once they signed, re-signed Grant Williams, they had their three kind of solidified. And it's like, okay, what are we going to do with Brandon Miller if we got Brandon Miller? Um, and he had a little bit of baggage, you know, dealing yeah. with what he had at Alabama. Um, so I think they went with a more short-fired short thing because Scoot also played in the G League versus going to college. Uh, I think Scoot is. There's going to be a building process to Scoot. They're going to be still moving pieces in that backcourt to open up and allow him to. Uh, yeah, and I have a little. I don't take doubt the reins, that. I just. But, it's just. It was just weird how everyone was like. Like a lot of the people I listened to, the I, talking heads were like, "You have to take Scoot," and it's like, "Well, Brandon's six a six nine wing." I think the, the the so it's two ways to look at it. Do you want somebody for now, or do you want yeah, somebody true. to build for the future? I think Scoot helps you more down the line. Brandon is more of an immediate impact type of player. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So, um, All right. yeah, 
the the in season tournament's about to start this week. Um, Are you watching that? Uh, I mean, it's it's just regular basketball. That's it's what not I like um yeah, it's just regular games. They just there's there's stakes to it now. Um, but I will say, I hate the courts. Hate the hate the city edition jerseys that the NBA and Nike is shoving down our throats. Uh, I just want to watch like. Regular basketball, like the basketball just, I grew yeah, up on. <laughs> like, I don't need a New Jersey every single year, Nike. See, the funny thing is, and people are coming to their senses now on Twitter, and this is the last thing I'll say, and then we can go into the quick hits. We complained so much about Adidas and the sleeves and all that. Adidas did it so right. And we're seeing, we're seeing the errors of our ways now, and I think we're too late. I think Nike has us, and they're not going to let it go. And we're going to rue the day that we laughed at the Christmas Day jerseys that Adidas gave us. They're going to rue it. I don't. I like the old school shit. I like the just home away alternate. Why does everybody have a gray jersey now? I don't get it. You and I have seen an eye on the black jerseys. Black jerseys. Black jerseys for football. Like, no, after what Miami did, the, what was that two <clears throat> weeks ago? No, yeah, you're not allowed. Ago, whatever, but you're not allowed. It's 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 the thing that's like, why does Denver have a charcoal jersey? Why does the Pistons have a charcoal jersey? Like, I'll send you the list, like the the picture with all the teams in their yeah. city editions. It's like half of them are like charcoal. Fucking the Wizards have jerseys with like turquoise and orange it makes the only good one sense. that i remember seeing was the okay miami see vice one. looks like yeah the miami vices were cool you should see the new one miami has for this year brennan you're gonna look at it and you're gonna you're gonna want to throw up really it's that bad i promise it's that bad look i'm gonna run through these quickets and then i'm gonna send these to you so we can get an on-air reaction all right, all right. i already hit the sounder so i'm gonna start the time here two minutes the all city jersey. The all city jerseys looks like when you bought like fake Pokemon cards on the side. Yes, for sure. It's it's it's, it's so fake ridiculous. Pokemon cards. Yeah. Dylan all right, World Series. Uh, game three was tonight. The Rangers took Game three behind a Corey Baseball Seager still going two on? run. Baseball still going on, baby. It's at the end. I actually, I just saw a, a statistic that uh, Game one was the lowest rated World Series game since the. And that's including 2020, not since 2020. Like outside of that, it's like one of the lowest. Uh, two markets that people aren't really hot for. Uh, Arizona ended up beating Philly and uh, the Rangers ended up beating uh, the Houston Astros. Um, the Rangers have not lost a road game yet. So they got three on the road here in Arizona. So they could take it if they can keep up with that pace. Uh, and then as far as the Premier League, Fulham played a game on Sunday morning. Draw. Uh and they drew, which was great. Uh, we started that game pretty bad uh, at Brighton at the at the Amex, and we came back somehow. Zhao, I slept through the first half. Somehow Zhao Pelini, I was at a Halloween party the night before. Uh, somehow Zhao Pelini didn't get kicked out after giving a little bit of an elbow, little, little elbow chin music there to somebody. Uh, stayed in, and then he was able to score and the, the equalizer. Chicken wing. He was able to score the equalizer late in the game there. We played in the pink jerseys. It was fun to watch, but it was raining like all hell. Um, we looked very good in the second half, though. We we honestly, we should have 
Uh, we had many opportunities to win that game, and it just didn't fall our way. But that's a top seven club that we played, and we got a couple more top games to play uh, with teams that are currently reeling and looking pretty pretty vulnerable. So if we play like we did in that second half and we press the way we did, I think that we'll have a couple more favorable outcomes, whether draws on the roads are effective wins, man. Hell yeah. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Let's head over to the press conference. And we'll bring you the press conference in its entirety. Joe, where can everybody find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Dorville. That's Twitter and Instagram at Joe Dorville. You can find this show's Twitter and Instagram at Cheering Press. Don't forget to go over to anewlo.co and check out all the other shows on the network. That is Who Does a Podcast. We are doing Theater Camp this week. Theater Camp is a little movie that came out in the theaters. Then it went to Hulu. It's a musical. It'll be fun. It's a very fun, quick little watch. Um, and then A New Low, the big show. Uh, what are we, we recorded early last week. Um, earlier in the day, that is. Uh, but we're going to be back Wednesday like we always are on Twitch. Uh, just bullshitting. I still have a couple leftover LA stories that I will be giving this week. Uh, and don't forget to check out joedorval.com. Check out the merch. Check out the music. Brennan, check your phone and see the disgusting jerseys that I just sent you. Oh, I got to get my phone. <clears throat> At Brennan T Comedy on all social media. BrennanTComedy.com. Um Check out the other podcast, Brennan Tessif is your ex, Drinking Buddy, where I have guests on and they talk about their best and worst drinking, drug, party, and getting in trouble stories. Also, the one-man show, Ex-Drinking Buddy, a comics look at life, near death, redemption, and recovery will be coming out on YouTube in January. We're going to drop that for the people. Um, Got a nice little, nice little semicolon in there. Yeah, we're going to drop that <laughs> for the people. Joe edited that. That's going to be really cool. I have it behind a paywall and... A comic recently asked me what I was so afraid of not releasing it wide. And the more I thought about that, the more I thought, she's right. I got to put it out. Um, Dylan, where can everybody find you? Uh, Dylan Jarbo, Instagram, Twitter, everything. All that. Go Jags, baby. Dylan, can you spell that for us, Dylan? We're a little Dylan, illiterate spell on that the for show. The people. Uh, D-I-L-L-O-N-J-A-R-B-O-E. Uh, 165 pounds soaking wet. Still getting it. Still, the- still 165 pounds. Nose tackle. Oh my god, these are terrible, Joe. Yeah, I know, right? Ugh. The Utah is one. The only one that looks clean. The Utah one looks good. Uh, Charlotte OKC, looks good. I don't like the OKC because it looks like the We Believe Warriors. Oh, it does. God damn it, Minnesota. It I looks like so me. much like that the We first, Believe Warriors. The first page though, these all suck. Look at the Heat one. Look at the heat one. Why? Why? Who okayed that? Oh, culture. Oh. <laughs> but they're in different fonts, which is even more annoying. <laughs> I like Orlando's, but I always like Orlando's. Orlando. Orlando's look fine, but to me, just from this picture, like you can't tell it's blue. It yeah, looks like a goddamn Spurs jersey. They got a sash like Miss America pageant. Yeah. The Kings. Uh, Toronto. I don't even understand the gold. Can you figure out who that team is in the bottom right? I may have spoiled it, but can you figure out who that team is? It's DC, isn't it? Yes. It took me five minutes to figure that out. It says Why district. is that? It took no Brennan, but I'm just looking at the big picture and I was yeah. just like, I can identify most of these and I was like, who in the world? And I was like, uh, okay. You had to zoom in. 
Yeah, I had to zoom in. Chicago looks bad. Cleveland looks bad. That first page Detroit. Good. I don't know what the hell. The Lakers look ridiculous. I don't know what's going on with Indianapolis. Heat Why does Atlanta have baby blue in their jersey? I'm it's so mad. Ridiculous. Those Miami Vice ones were sick, and now they're like. Just keep wearing those. Why do something different? You had something working. It's about the money, man. You print out so new, ridiculous. you make new uniforms. People got to buy new jerseys. So ridiculous. All right. We're getting out of here. And that's why we play the game. Hello. Hello. Huge shout out. Adam Johnson. Freak accident, man. R.I.P. That's fucking nuts.